0: Daddy Lennon is always talking about restaurants, thinking about restaurants, digging into the stories behind restaurants, but perhaps we're not actually in restaurants as much as we could be. Today, I'm coming to you from Colombo Social in Sydney, and I'm actually sitting next to Sean Christie-David, the owner. Hey, Sean.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: I'm really good. It's exciting to be in your restaurant, you know, and we're going to have you on the podcast for a longer chat, but I thought, given that I'm in Sydney, I need to come here and feel the vibes.
1: Yeah, it's a cool space, eh?
0: It's really cool. Tell me a bit about where we are.
1: So, we're, we're in Emmalore, um, and I suppose what we're trying to recreate is, is a family home and a family environment, um, good music, reflective of who we are as people. Um, that first-generation migrant where we come over food, drink, long storytelling, a cocktail or two, um, but most importantly, community at the heart of everything that we look for.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it feels instantly energetic as soon as you walk through the door. And the menu's got a lot of, you know, hits a lot of the Sri Lankan flavour notes, but it's not traditionally Sri Lankan. There's all kinds of stuff going on.
1: Yeah. We always say you don't mess with perfection. So the curries, the... Everything like that on the traditional side has not been touched. My mum still comes and teaches the staff how to cook her recipes her way. But that first style, that that kind of entry point to take people on a journey through food um, and open people's palates to things that they might not have experienced takes them through Australian flavours or or what I say is is the first-generation migrant story, which is we've been here, we've we've grown up with people from all over the world, we've tasted food from all over the world, and therefore, we put a twist on it, which is my twist or all or, or that kind of Australian elements or flavours, but carrying on Sri-, Sri Lankan tradition. So we've got a soft-shell crab taco, which you've just had, um, seafood, Sri Lanka, Australia, um, fresh salads and fresh kind of in- ingredients, Sri Lanka, Australia, but taken a roti, um, but flipped into what is modern Australian, which is a taco. So how do you play around with both to represent who we are and everybody is?
0: Well, i'm definitely feeling a sense of playfulness and certainly deliciousness i'm actually sitting next to marjorie from welcome merchant marjorie is an incredible connector of people a creator of community marjorie um tell us a little bit about welcome
1: merchant hello well this is a surprise um so welcome merchant how to best explain it it's a platform for refugee and asylum seeker-owned businesses and social enterprises in Australia, and um, so you, you know, we run events in partnership with chefs who are from refugee and asylum-seeking backgrounds, and. We also run some artist-led workshops and then we started selling gift hampers too (laughs) in in partnership with about nine refugee business partners and one of them is here today actually. One of our suppliers and also a friend, Yari, from Auntie's Ginger Tonic. So that's Welcome Merchant in a nutshell.
0: Amazing. Well, I definitely put you on the spot. Um, So we've set the scene and now let's dig in for a deeper chat. So I'm sitting in Wynyard Station in Sydney at a very special place, Kabul Social, with Sean Christy-David. Sean, welcome to Daddy Linen. I'm excited yeah. to have you on the show and this special on-location episode.
1: It's cool, eh? Yeah, it's, a, it's got something, and I don't know how to describe it, but I think family is the best word when you walk in into this place.
0: I, I It's not even really like open, everyone's just setting up, but I have to say, I walked in here and felt... Instantly welcome. I felt an incredible vibe. Um, it's a really casual setup, um, beautiful tiles everywhere. So the colors are beautiful, these really nice deep blues, yep. and a photo of a smiling Afghani woman on the wall, which is gorgeous, yeah. um, but it's really simple, but it does have a real vibe to it.
1: And that's, what we've done is we've, we've got people from Afghanistan to consult to us. Um, people, our, our staff have been the ones that kind of designed, co-designed the venue with us, and we've got their stories and their inspirations and, and their kind of, what they have at home, um, and tried to recreate that. The, the, the seats you're sitting on, that that's a that's what they wear at a wedding, actually. So that's, that's the fabric that they'll wear at weddings. Um, the tiles are, are from from the traditional Afghan style. Um, the light fittings here that are the deep blue kind of beautiful um, hand glass kind of blown things, that's what one of the girl's brothers would do back in Afghanistan, that was his job. And, and you referenced um, the, the smiling lady and that's what we call everyone's bibi. Um, and you see in Colombo Social, you saw everyone's amma, the, the woman that sits there and what we say strong women Shape us. Strong women guide communities. Strong women have been the pillars and the backbones of society. And you educate women, you change community health outcomes and life outcomes for good. Um, And by doing that, um, you get a sense of warmth from everybody. So we have a strong female at the centre of every one of our venues that looks over our staff, looks over our business, but then also most important, looks after our guests in parts, their wisdom, their knowledge and their kind of love for the community onto everyone that ever comes into our venue. So that's a theme that we have everywhere.
0: Wow. Well, yeah, there's real power in that and in yeah. that intention. Um, so, Sean, let's pull back a bit for people who don't kn- know you and, and what you do. Yep. When you meet someone at a party or at the dog park, um, <laughs> how do you describe yourself?
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I say I work in hospitality. Um, but I suppose what we are is, is we're, we're a groundswell movement created to bring power, connection and hope through food. Um, and that's multi layered it's, it's through the people we employ, um, the people that become the faces of our brand, the people that come... To have those one-on-one interactions with our customers, to change the perceptions of society as a whole, and bring faces and recognition to people seeking asylum, or First Nations communities, or or, or people living with disability, and have them talk to people to realise how similar we all are. So that's that's layer one. Um, layer two is the, the, the charitable purpose that sits behind it on top of the workforce development, and that's the food donation program. So we donate roughly three thousand meals a week. We've we've done over three hundred thousand meals since we started during the first lockdown, um, and that's uh, the workforce is from communities as well, cooking for their for their families, cooking for their communities. So it's 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 a multi-layered approach to change, um, but most importantly, it's ensuring that the people that deserve to have voices. And the people that deserve to have opportunities are given that to showcase it from positions of power and strength.
0: Love that. Um, yeah, such a such a powerful uh, movement and food is such... Uh, I mean, food is just the perfect way to create mm. that sense of connection yeah. and purpose. Um, why do you think food works in this way?
1: I mean, there's... I remember when I was growing up, um, when I had... Given my mum's food everyone's like oh yeah cool it's okay and I realise that you're not racist over food that you lose your prejudice and you lose lose that kind of a lot of the bias that you have when you're sharing a meal um, and that's powerful that's deep because there's a connection that comes from food straight away and you're like whoa okay cool I get it I get it now and I get someone from Afghanistan or I get someone from Sri Lanka or I get a, a, a migrant or, or whatever it is and you, you can talk over something that you have in common and I think food brings people together um, and by doing it really well, you therefore showcase something that's unique and novel in your culture, but also what's similar. And it's really fascinating to see people eat something and go, oh, my God, that tastes like my grandma's or that tastes like someone I know or, or, or whatever it is. Um, and then have a talking point that you can go, well, yes, this is the way I do it. And this is the way you do it. Actually, not that different. Um, Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, specifically, Kabul Social, tell us about this place.
1: Yeah. So, last year, when when kind of the situation's unfolding in Afghanistan, the Australian government did did a great job in bringing a lot of people out. Um, And um, during that time, we started to feed them. Um, with our meal donation program. We're donating 3,000 meals. And then they weren't giving culturally appropriate food at the time, um, just because no one, no services had activated for such a, such a long period. So we kicked in um, and started donating a few thousand meals in large family packs to recreate an Afghan kind of home. Um, so we did buryanis or Afghan food from recipes that we asked people that had recently arrived to give us. Started cooking that and donating that, but also giving the maternal figure, something to do to recreate that dish, because they'd never ever had a home, uh, a donated meal, ever before, and the mum was always cooking. So we didn't want to lose that. We didn't want them to come to a new home and then everything change, and then them to lose that connection on that love language that the mother had. So we said, "Oh, look, here's the biryani, but here's some elements that you can rec- you can cook yourselves while you're in while you're in hotel quarantine." Um, and they did that, and then we started to meet them, and we simultaneously. Did that while I had a conversation with Murvak, and they showed me this space. I'm like, there's something here. These two, these two things haven't happened coincidentally at the same time, without a reason and a purpose. So we started to ask for food, and and we started to realise that people had such incredible depth and and stories and hope and strength, and that the perceptions of women from Afghanistan were completely different in my mind. And I thought I was kind of a little bit, I don't know, woke might be the word, but um, I realised that everything I thought was wrong and I met the women. I'm like, jeez, you are awesome. Um, and we wanted to employ them all and give them more jobs. So we, we have um, 13, 13 uh, staff in Kabul Social. Um, we have two men. Um, we had one guy to start off with, a sister of, uh, brother of one of the one of the ladies and then they asked for another man to, to lift the heavy pots because like we don't want to do this I'm like yeah I get it <laughs> I don't want to do it either um, so they, they brought uh, another so it's 11 women only two people of the 13 have ever ever had a job before so 11 people who have not only ever worked in Australia but in the world uh, and they've all been given their first opportunity and we've got you know lines for 25 minutes every day Um, We're doing 160 covers, um, and that's multi docket covers, not just one one order, um, in the space of an hour and a half during that peak. And they're killing it, it's unreal what the strength that these people have.
0: So good. So Sean, what should people order?
1: Go the loaded box. The mush palau, which is a spicy mung bean rice. it's 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 not a basmati. It's not a brown rice. It's a hybrid kind of um, rice that that's purely from Afghanistan. It's light. So when we looked at the lunchtime trade, we thought, well, if you give a if you give a biryani or, or, or a heavy rice, you're not going to go back to work, or you're going to be quite sleepy. And then we one of the ladies like, well, then this is what you have, and she just made it for us, um, and it's beautiful. It's fluffy. It's light, um, and the lamb chapli kebab over the top of it. It's it's like in essence it's a rissole but beautifully spiced with the char masala it's got onion potato capsicum through it and and it's a delicious kind of thing and then you go the, the, the chutneys and based on your spice levels if you want it really spicy you go the green and the red chutney together combine those um, and you've got you've got a hit yeah
0: definitely it sounds worth lining up half an hour for Um, so Sean you mentioned that the Australian government did a good job in getting some of the um, Afghan refugees out of a crisis and into Australia obviously you know the Australian government hasn't done the best job with a lot of people who are in need of um, safe haven Uh, and we're also in a staffing crisis in hospitality but in all kinds of other industries what do you Think about that disconnect.
1: Yeah, look, the the what we need to do is we need to bridge the gap between between everybody. I think, and now is the perfect time. We have a need across all of Australia in all sectors. The the unemployment crisis is hitting everywhere. Hospitality is massively hit, um, and there's hundreds of thousands of jobs. And at the same time, we have hundreds of thousands of people that are looking for work all across Australia. And bringing them in a workforce is the way that we can actually connect people together in an environment where we where we kind of embrace each other all day every day and get to learn each other's stories and backgrounds. I always remember when I was working in the corporate world, I sat next to a 60 year old woman from the Shire and I was a 19 year old kid from the Western suburbs, a low socioeconomic area in the Western suburbs. And we realized, how much fun we had together and how how much we had in common and her daughters and, and you know I'm like well I know I, I was guiding her da- on how to like look after her daughters during pr- pretty difficult times so I went through it um, and we realised all these things now that's what the workforce can do and especially right now when, when the government has connections to so many people looking for work they need to be the drivers of this and they need to be saying look I am a settlement service I'm an agency look responsible for ensuring your safe passage and continued life in Australia not just not just that first month settlement to tick boxes and get you a sim card no it's more than that it's ensuring that you are here forever and that you are welcome forever and there's no sense of self worth that comes from employment for people that have had great jobs and great careers back home you know A lot of the the parents of the people here are doctors, engineers, or work for the Australian embassy and and, and support the Australian government for years. Now, what we need to do is say, we need to match you with something there. And if Kabul Social isn't a case study in this, then there's, there's no other thing out there. They've got the busiest restaurant, in Sydney right now in the grab and go sector that I can see um, with a workforce that has never been in hospitality who's never cooked for anybody but their family and cooking for five people at home is, is challenging cooking for 160, you know, 160, 200 people when you've never done that before every day, day in, day out and to turn around and come back and do it again and I remember when we had lines they said thank God you know, we have been praying every day for this to be busy, and now it is busy. You know, um, we are strong. We want this. They they, they embrace the lines. I get nervous when I see it. You know, I freak out my like shit. <laughs> um, but they they're just they're all in. Um, and this is the this is a testament to the power of people from all over the world. The power of women. The power of women over the age of fifty, um, and their ability to step up and shine. Um, and I want employers all over Australia to look at us and say if they can do it with 12 people that have never done it before, imagine just getting one and imagine the value that that would have into our organization, the way that they will shift our culture. And having women in the kitchen, it, it calms the place down. It has a really beautiful energy and it really changed that bravado and the ego that sits in kitchens. And sorry, there's nothing like being told off by a mother. You kind of go, oh, yeah, you're, you know, you're right. Um, all, all that soft feminine energy that can really change the way that kitchens operate and i've seen that everywhere that we've employed women in our kitchens that it becomes a lot more tranquil and it becomes a lot more equal and it becomes a lot more sharing of of ideas no one's gets shuts down they share food they make sure everyone eats they look after people in a way that men just don't with each other um and i find that beautiful
0: well, we're talking a lot about women and, yeah, special qualities and powers. I reckon yep. it'd be great to chat to one of the women that works here at Kabul Social.
1: Yeah, Shall we get, we'll get? get Yakut over. She's currently making bread. I'll, I'll grab her. Give me one sec.
0: So, we're here with Yakut. Uh, thank you so much for taking a break from cooking to chat to us.
2: Tell me what you're making. I'm making the bread. I'm making the flour, plant flour. I make... Uh, uh, the dough and the yes, yesterday for two days, three o'clock. Put in the fridge, and the morning come come take out and make bread. Beautiful. And what's the name um, in your language for this bread? Bread non Afghani non. Afghani non. Yes. Beautiful. And what's a good thing to eat it with? So sorry. What would you eat it with, like? Uh, uh, with kebab, uh, with uh, making sandwich, sa- every sandwich, and another vegetable, with the pumpkin, uh, with uh, uh, eggplant and zucchini, everything. Beautiful. And what's it like for you working here at Kabul Social? It's very like I like the <laughs> I like the working. I like the the Kabul Social. Very nice. Great. Um, and uh, what's your favourite thing about working here? Uh, the favourite is everything is favourite but I make the bread and uh, for breakfast is the oily, oily bread. Awesome. Well yeah, could we better let you get back
0: to making bread because I think the lines are going to start soon. Okay thank you <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you, you so very much. much. See you. Uh, thank you. Does <laughs> so this mean
2: something
1: that's not being released, yeah? Okay
0: so so, Sean, um, thank you so much for um, bringing Yakut over for a little chat. She's the best. What a legend. She's the best. Um, and in the meantime, something amazing has been put on the table in front of us. Explain what this is.
1: Yeah, so I walked in early one day and they were, the team were having breakfast. I'm like, what's, what's that? It looks, like, it looks incredible. So it's fried Afghan bread with sugar. Um, and it's going to be served with a tea that they're making. It takes a while to brew called shir chai. Um, this isn't on the menu yet. We're playing around with maybe putting it on, but I thought while you're in it early, I'll give you something that I've just love. It's it's incredible.
0: Okay, oh, well, I'm gonna taste it. Yeah. So it's really soft
1: yeah. and sort of
0: bubbly and yeah. textured. And yeah. is it sugar on top of it? It's
1: sugar on top. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If, butter, if four kilos of butter and, and oil wasn't enough, I thought we'd put some sugar on top. Mm,
0: all my favourite ingredients. <laughs>
1: exactly. What wow. You
0: it's warm. It's yeah. fluffy. Yeah. It's flaky. It's yeasty. Yeah. It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um.
1: You, it, it's doughy, but it doesn't feel kind of... It feels cooked through. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's it's light. Mm. I, think, I find that the, the lightness to all Afghan dishes to be incredible because um, you often think that that region of the world would be heavy. Mm. Um and a lot of the, the the stuff that I've experienced before has been quite heavy, but the dumplings here are fluffy. Mm. The the rice is fluffy. The bread the bread's incredible. Um, I, I've been really taken away by the 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 complexity and the simple nature of the food as well, because it's again there's so much to it. But when you're eating it, and I, I think that's the the thing about home cooked food and and having. Um, people that just cook for homes, like my mum in Colombo Social. The food is, is really, really complicated in its technique, but so simple when you're eating it, and it just tastes like a big hug. Mm. Um, and I think no matter where in the world you are, no matter what your background is, having something that feels nostalgic and homely um, is what we're craving. I think we're all craving connection, and I think food and connection go hand in hand. Um, and warmth. And you you really want to feel that, and you want to feel that when you walk into a venue. You want to feel comfortable and relaxed. You don't want to feel um, that you've got to be on show or that you're out. You just want to be like, that's why we've got booze and simple seating where you can just go flop down and just chill out, you know? Yeah. Um, And be one of our people, and just, I've always, and naturally, our staff just kind of chat to people. Yeah. Um, there's no, like, oh, this is the sequence of service and you have to follow this rule and you have to do that. And you, uh, No, like, just sit out and chat.
0: Yeah, it's Actually, genuine like, connection. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, yeah, the warmth, as you say, is really, it's really evident as soon as you walk in and there's literal warmth in this bread. Yeah. I'm going to wrap this up so I can eat more bread. <laughs> I need to put my whole face in that. Sean, yeah. thank you so much for doing what you're doing and uh, for um, sharing the yeah. story behind it with us today I, on Dirty I, Linen. And
1: just quickly... Um, Danny I know you've been doing a lot of work in advocacy and doing a lot of stuff for people that don't have voices especially in the asylum seeker and migrant space so on behalf of all of us I just want to say thank you thank you for giving us voices um, and thank you for pioneering because you're one of the people that that I know every time we speak in this sector um, everyone references you so you're doing a great job and 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 thank you for giving us humanity and and showcasing us and doing the work you do so thank you
0: thanks Sean I really appreciate that
2: es